Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Donner. I'm Zoom. Do we even need to say it? Is it just going to be another crazy week? I don't know. It was, you know, I've, I've been looking through headlines. I don't know what's going on. It's like an entire, it's like the entire world has lost its mind and it's an entire week of non sequiturs. Non sequiturs? Like, so we're going to have a sausage party? Is that? I wouldn't say that with only two guys recording. <laughs> I know. I thought about that before I said it. I'm also worried about. I'm also worried about saying that because it turns out I just recently found out that a whole bunch of people at my local church listen to this show. Oh, really? Yeah. I found out uh, that uh, my wife's nieces and nephews actually listen. So. So sorry. Yeah, Um, I, I. Apologies are in order, I guess. I suppose so. I, I We haven't been dr- driven out of town yet, so this is good. Uh, and I, I guess on the plus side, I, I was still invited to the family reunion. Right. right. And more importantly, my wife was still invited to the family <laughs> reunion. Did they say, hey, can you bring that friend Zook you have? No, they said be sure not to bring him. Oh. Um, so I thought that was a little bit harsh, but... But, you know, some people... I get it. I get it. Their children, I don't know. You know who would have me? Our friends over at TrekRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, Stitcher.com, Radio KSCR, and Geek Factor Radio. But would they? They would. (laughs) They would. And they would also nominate us over at the Podcast Awards. They would. In fact, I'll bet you they have already done it. I'll bet you they've already gone to podcastawards.com, registered for an account, and nominated us for Best in Tech. You know, I would certainly hope so, because we've been doing this show now for six years, and I think we are pretty good at what we do. Not to brag, not to get a big head, but I think we do okay. We're listened to by churchgoers and nieces and nephews the worldwide yeah, I if everywhere but North Korea, pretty much, and Albuquerque, and Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. Did you get any? Speaking of Albuquerque, did you get any hate mail this week? No one from Albuquerque listens to the show. I was dead serious about that. They don't but listen to the show, I, and I, they I don't fi- write email. I figured somebody probably would like. Hey, I drove through Albuquerque once, and they have the best meth in the country. Yeah, no one would ever admit to that, and no one would ever say anything positive about Albuquerque. I mean, they just wouldn't. It's a city that exists. For Walter White to sell meth in. Pretty much. That is all that it's there for. We did actually get a bit of feedback. Okay. And it's directed at you. Is it? Sweet. Is it about uh, sprinkler controllers? It is, actually. that's what I want to hear. This one comes from Nathan. He says, an intel- and it, by the way, this is all in caps. An intelligent sprinkler system killed my grandmother, and now I'm hiding in a crack house because I know too much. So it's not the most helpful feedback. That is... Uh, maybe maybe it's in reference to Albuquerque. I what, don't know. What is the opposite of helpful? Because that is what that is. Um, the exact opposite of helpful. Uh, federally mandated. <laughs> That's a good one there. I Thanks. like that. Thanks. I like that. But yeah, that just... 
Ugh. That Nathan, thanks for nothing, man. So I've been looking at this as well. Um, my yard has been having problems. I need to redo my entire sprinkler system. I've been looking more and more at the rain machine. You know, I, I've talked to a few people, and the rain machine gets pretty good reviews. It's a pretty popular little unit. A popular? Uh, it's, it's pricey. Did you say popular? No, it's popular. I swear you just said pretty popular. I don't think I did, but maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but we'll catch no, it in post. Probably, and then you'll mock it, and, or mock me incessantly. Uh, but no, I've, I've been looking, I was looking at the, the rain machine and it, it's, it's a pretty nice little unit, but it's, it is pricey. Uh, I was talking with somebody else about the Rachio, which is the one that you were looking at. Yeah. Originally that's the one I wanted, but uh, I've changed my mind. I think he actually has one and he absolutely loves it. He was showing it to me at work the other day and it almost swayed me to where I now have a Rachio and a Skydrop on my Amazon wish list because I just can't decide. But that rain machine is is very um, tempting, especially with the rebates that I get from the water district here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I tried telling my mom about this. You know, I tried explaining the entire Internet of Things setup I have going around my my home, trying to integrate a smart home. And you know what she had the audacity to say to me? Why would you need that? It, well, it was along those lines. No, it was seriously a, well, that just sounds lazy to me. Why don't you get out and just move the hose yourself and check your own soil, you know, moisture levels? Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody, seriously, nobody has time for that. Nobody needs that. I have a podcast to record. We do, and this is important business that we attend to every Precisely. week. Precisely. Every week, this is important business. But no, the rain machine, that is a nice little unit, but pricey. Also, I, I don't need something that's got, uh, the only one I'm seeing right now on Amazon have either 12 or 16 stations. That's just too big for me. I don't need that. Oh, I guess there is like a, a the Mini 8 rain machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go with 16. I don't need 16. I have you seven stations. It. I've got seven. Add some more. But um, that one, that rain machine Mini 8 could come in, come into play here. I don't mm-hmm. know. Hmm? I want to know everyone else's thoughts still, even though we haven't heard anything back yet. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Yeah. And, you know, as far as your mom goes when she says, why don't you just go do it because you're being lazy? Uh, there is something to be said for that. But if you can make a machine do it, why? Right. I mean, why not just jump all over that and make the computers do it until they take over the world? Otherwise, I'm letting the computers be lazy. You know, spare the rod. That's a good point. We we have to keep them busy. As long as they're busy watering our yards, they're not thinking about overthrowing us. So, Yeah, that is a very good point. I mean, wow, I just about went like full-on 
racist comment, I better I, I stop myself. Yeah, I hold that till later first. in the show. I think that's a first that I've stopped myself from saying something that Very would good. Of, offend large segments of populations. Very good. Um, okay, into our headlines, and we start off with one that was going to be on last week's show, but we decided to uh, hold it over for this one instead. And it's a interesting sign of how things are going between Uber and Google. Again, this is a callback to many, many, many episodes we've talked about in the past. And it's not necessarily Google, but one of their child companies, Waymo. Waymo has decided to drop nearly all the lawsuits against Uber. Um, If you need a quick refresher, Waymo had a lead engineer who left Waymo and went and started his own company, Auto, which was then purchased by Uber. Now, this engineer, bit of a douche, stole, what was it, 140000 Was it 140000 Was it 14000 Was it 1400 he, he had a lot of stuff. That's there's all. a one and a four followed by some zeros. Yeah. But a whole ton of documents regarding Waymo's proprietary LiDAR system, and he stole them. Because he felt he had some extra money coming to him. Um, evidently, Uber knew about this and said, do not bring those in. Do not just destroy them. Don't even act like you have them. Just straight up destroy them. We don't want to see it. We don't want it anywhere on our property. We want nothing to do with it. Which With good uh, reason. I mean, they got to protect themselves, and that's opening themselves up to lawsuits. I would I would have gone one step further and really thought to myself, hmm, do I want to hire a person like this? And I think you're exactly right. And that's really what it what they should have done. Right. Well, so Google or slash Waymo has decided to, with this new information, drop three of the four patent infringement suits against Uber, with only one remaining. Um with a lot of good reason. Uber and Waymo have had some open discussions. Turns out that uh, some of the LiDAR systems that Waymo felt Uber had stolen, Uber could actually point to previous prototypes that predated even Waymo, saying, no, no, see, it came from this. So a lot of good discussion has come from this. Um, There is still one that's outstanding, and we'll see how that happens. But frankly, I think it's a lot easier for Uber to settle with only one uh, charge against it than it is with four. I concur. And that is what we're going to see. Uh, Let's see if I can actually pull up the exact one that... uh, um, Yeah, okay, the the remaining one um, targets a newer version of a LiDAR system called Fiji, which is still in use by Uber, which does look like Waymo's previous one. Well, Waymo isn't done yet, though. Even though they're dropping the questions and the charges against Uber, they have a whole host of new ones against the douche. Anthony Lewandowski. Yes. Remember? Yeah. Crazy last name guy. Um, (laughs) Okay. So this guy has decided he's going to plead the fifth because he doesn't want to self-incriminate. Um, but Waymo now, didn't the judge say, well, why are you pleading the fifth if you have nothing to hide or something? I, I think we were discussed that a few months ago or something. Yeah, we did. And he had to go into a judge's quarters and explain why he felt he had the right to plead the fifth. I never heard back as to whether or not the judge upheld it. I want to say he didn't. 
but I can't find anything to specifically state that and back it up. I, you know, I didn't know that that was an option that the judge could actually say, no, you can't. Uh, I, that just, I thought you plead the fifth and it's a constitutional right and it's good. Well, it kind of depends in, if you rewind the clock back a couple months when it was actually Uber on the hot seat, he couldn't. I think that's the question. The judge had the right to overturn his pleading the fifth because he wasn't at the center of the investigation. It wasn't an investigation about him. He wasn't the one on trial. It was Uber. Yeah. And as a key witness, the judge could have compelled him to speak. Now, however, Waymo has a pending lawsuit against him with 461 questions they want to ask. Now, I think he can invoke his Fifth Amendment rights. There's a, I mean, you know, it seems to me like a lot of these questions are leading to. Yeah, and I think they they get the, they have to know that a lot of the questions will get thrown out um, or simply will not be answered from the Fifth Amendment standpoint. Yeah. But uh, dude screwed up. I mean, I keep saying it week after week. Dude screwed up. He is going to be facing the repercussions of this stupid, stupid decision for a long time to come. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him in Silicon Valley. I think we've talked about it. He's probably going to end up. He'll he'll end up working a start startup, doing a startup or or working for a startup or, or something and and he'll eventually i think find his way back in with a big tech company but i think they're going to be very very wary of him i would be oh, so I, would, I, I wouldn't hire this guy to save my life i see here you uh on your resume you list google that's very impressive um i did a bit of a search and it says that you oh you stole thousands upon thousands of sensitive documents from them because you wanted money See, yeah never mind i wonder if he could be facing criminal charges over that too at some point because that's almost i isn't that basically extortion um it's larceny and extortion both yeah i mean i'm not an attorney but i would think that that's probably a pretty good pretty good way to go to get this guy in some trouble hmm just a just a thought. Yeah. Uh, speaking of money, Photo Bucket may be charging a lot more. Not maybe. It's actually gone through now. They will be charging a lot more. Photo Bucket, if you aren't familiar, is a web repository of stock images. It has a lot of different images you can use. So if you're writing an article and you need an image of a whale exploding in space... You can search PhotoBucket for a stock image of that because I, I bet you money that exists. Now I can't got, I, I can't tell you why. Now I've got to look it up. Yeah. Um, well, PhotoBucket had been having a, a little side business where it would allow small hosts or small businesses to hotlink or show pictures from PhotoBucket. They've decided that's not making them a lot of money, so they're going to cancel that. Uh, now they'll charge you up to $400 a year if you want to use any of their stock images. A lot of people are not happy about this. 
a lot of people, and so many people are boycotting it, that we may start to see a decrease of stock images in on different web articles. So are we just going to like load our show notes up with stock images this week just to piss off Photo Bucket? It's going to be like Pictionary? Yeah, it, it'll have like... <laughs> Everything will have the watermark on it. and That would be awesome. Instead of show notes, you get a picture, a stock photo corresponding to each headline. That would be awesome. Uh, just looking here, I do not see any pictures uh, of a whale exploding in space in Google search results. However, there are a lot of whales exploding and there are a lot of space, and there is, a, uh, I think that's the Challenger exploding in space, or en route to space. So, um, but no whales exploding in space. So, uh, internet, get on that. We need a stock photo of that. I think I found something like it, but I think it's from an anime, and I'm not really sure this is family appropriate. I, I think that's a hentai. Oh. Okay. Like, why does the whale have tentacles? Why does it seem so happy? <laughs> I've got a story that I could share about that, but I probably better not. Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> I was just going to say, those underwater um, viewing areas at like zoos and marinas and whatnot that have, so you can see into the giant tanks, yeah, those are awesome. And I just found our, our album, our, our show notes image for this week. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what to make of this, but it exists, and we found it. And there are tentacles. Now, this kind of campaign can actually work. Back in the day, Unisys Corporation, um, which I can say we used to work for, uh, they actually invented the GIF. And they never actually... Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? I did not know that. Yeah, okay, so here's the story. Okay, um, They invented the GIF. Or rather, one of their scientists did. And it just went out there, and everyone started using it. It was the most popular image format for many, many years on the internet. Until Unisys decided, you know what? We want to make money off this. So they started charging for the patents, for use of the patents, in order to be able to render a GIF, edit a GIF, do anything with a GIF. So suddenly Microsoft had to pay for Internet Explorer to be able to render GIFs. America Online had to be able to pay uh adobe had to pay and it got so ridiculous trying to do it that they instituted a burn all gifts campaign where they convinced website hosts and uh small time hosts and bloggers so they weren't called bloggers back then to switch everything over to jpeg which is why you suddenly saw gifts just die out almost overnight I and why that yeah, why we went with uh, with JPEG instead. And it was so effective that Unisys eventually relented and made it open source. 
because they didn't make any money off of it and instead burnt an entire image format to the ground. I did not know that. I, I yeah. remember when they just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Uh, it would have been shortly before you and I started working for them. I did not know that. Learn something new every day. Wow. Yeah. We but, worked there for years and I never knew that. But look back at it. Does it really surprise? Does that kind of activity really surprise you? Not in the least. Not in not the slightest. In, I mean, I, I remember they called us in. They're like, oh, everything is going great now. Is a good time to buy stock? And then, I don't know, within like two weeks, they were removed from the New York Stock Exchange because the stock had fallen so low. Yeah, yeah. Um, not great. Anyway, I'm just saying these kinds of campaigns can work. If uh, people just stop using Photo Bucket for a while, um, that's enough to bring the business to its knees. They will invoke change to keep up. Yeah. So, just saying. Interesting. Interesting. Um, great. We have more ransomware. What did you do, Zoner? No, this isn't me. This one's interesting, though, because it's for Android. And <laughs> it's called Leaker Locker. And it doesn't actually encrypt the files on your device. So you put it on your device by downloading shady apps or whatever and it doesn't doesn't lock you out it doesn't encrypt anything what it does is it collects all of your images messages and browsing history and then threatens it to share it with all of your contacts if you don't pay fifty dollars well at least it's affordable it is affordable uh that is kind of kind of devious and awesome all at the same time because you know who wants to send your nude pics that you for some reason have on your phone and all of your weird hentai browsing history to grandma. Nobody wants that. This is freaking genius by these people. Whale hentai. Get it right. Oh, true. Whale hentai. Yes. Um, um, what, what's really crazy, though, is the fact that you mentioned that kind of shady apps. These two apps are actually like downloaded a lot booster and cleaner pro and wallpapers blur hd yeah that's that's bad yeah and it came from the google play store which i mean that's that's bad because you know google is out there and they're like oh as long as you download from from uh legitimate sources i.e us you're never gonna have problems but there are so many freaking shady apps on the Google Play Store. Mm-hmm. Well, just... and what's what's kind of ingenious about this is the fact that it doesn't actually contain malicious app until after you've installed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's crazy. It's crazy. And so you install it and then it, it gets everything. Uh, and it all has to do with, the victims granting unnecessary permissions. Uh, but then it locks the home screen and displays a message that it contain, that contains details of the data it alleges to have stolen and gives you instructions on how to pay it. Now, um, this article here does point out that just paying the ransom only motivates them to keep doing it. And there's no guarantee they won't still keep the information or use it in some other way later on. Which is something we've discussed in the past. Indeed. 
But that's why, you know, A, stop taking sexy pics on your phone. Yeah, how many times have we seen this where it comes back and burns people? Oh, just tons. It's not just celebrities, people. It happens to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad. Now, they they basically are saying that they capture all of this stuff and they give you screenshots of a little bit of it. But according to some of the researchers, it they say that Leaker Locker can read a victim's email address, random contacts, Chrome history, and some text messages and calls. They can also take a picture from the camera and read some device information. So it's not like they've just copied your entire device onto their onto their cloud servers. Well, but, that's good at least. Yeah, but they do they do get enough that this is this is problematic if you get hit by it. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, if someone were to say this to me, I'd be like, "Whatever, dude, send it. I got nothing." That's going to be boring. You're going to get a lot of pictures of puppies, which makes me sound like I'm a sensitive male. But, um, no, I just have a litter of puppies, so I have a lot of pictures of them. I have a litter of kids. I call them the same thing. Yeah, and I've got a litter of kids or or um, my brood, as I, as I like to refer to them as. Your spawn. My spawn, yes. Um. So yeah, this is this is interesting. So keep an eye out. I, obviously, you gotta always be careful with what you install and what you don't, or, or where you install it from. But be smart with your phone, man. Don't be don't be putting your dick pics on there. You know, nobody needs to see that to begin with. So especially grandma. It's bad news. Yeah. Um, you may have seen a message go around this week uh, telling you about accepting friend requests or not accepting friend requests from Jaden Smith. Jaden K. Smith. Oh, right. Sorry. Jaden K. Smith. I don't know if that's like the Will Smith spawn or not. Well, his son is named Jaden Smith. Yes, but I don't know if he is if he's got the K in there. And or... dude is seriously cray cray. Oh, Big time. He is just tripping balls crazy. Um, But he's not a hacker. I don't know if he can even get out of his own bedroom sometimes. He's not entirely sure how magnets and water work. (laughs) Just if if you ever want to have your mind blown, just follow this dude on Twitter. Because he will make your head hurt. With some of the stuff that he comes up, I don't know. Is he just smoking a lot of weed? Is that what it is? I think there's something going on in the Smith household, but this—that's—that's that's neither here nor there. Um, this entire thing was a hoax. There is no hacker named this. He does not have control of the system, quote unquote, the system. He will not access your Facebook. There is no one to worry about. So if you've gotten this message, and it turns out a lot of people have, um, just ignore it. You know, I'm kind of surprised I didn't see this one. Because I usually, I mean, if there's a hack or something, I'm usually pretty up on it. But I, nobody hit me up with this. Nobody warned me. I don't know if that's because I filtered out, like, all of my crazy friends on Facebook who would have done that. Or who would who would have bought into that, rather. 
I think it's much more likely, oh man, don't send it to Zoner. He's going to tell us it's not real and make us sound like idiots. I hate it when he does that. That could be. That could be. Because I remember when this was starting to happen, I started seeing people talking about it on Facebook. They're like, oh, geez, if I get one more thing about Jaden K. Smith, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know, but okay, let's just wait and see what happens. And then news started coming out explaining what this was. Yeah, nobody, nobody contacted me about it. So thank you, Facebook friends. They are learning. They are. Um, also learning is Valve, who decided to drop the ban hammer on over 40,000 accounts this week. That's like the largest purge they've done of the system in forever. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Now, this is all coming from their anti-cheat system, which, as I would, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out, is permanent. Yeah, once you get banned, which sucks, because if you've spent hundreds of dollars on games and you get banned from Steam, I, I'm pretty sure they don't give you your money back. Yeah. I think I think they're uh, I think they're making a statement here. I think you're I think you are exactly right. Yeah, they banned forty thousand four hundred and eleven accounts. That is, is madness. That oh goodness, goodness. I mean and it could be that, you know, some of these people just got a single game ban. Some people got an account ban, which is I mean, that's awful. That's awful if that happens, but I, it's cool that they're cracking down on cheaters, but you know, I've never really understood the need to crack down on video game cheaters unless it's on some MMO or something. Right. I, I mean, if I'm cheating on Stardew Valley, who cares? <laughs> if I'm cheating on Fallout, who cares? But if I'm cheating on World of Warcraft or League of Legends, yeah, that's uh that impacts others. I can see getting pissed off about that. But and maybe they are just just focusing on those who are cheating on those those multiplayer games and making it not fun for everybody. Right, or making it almost impossible for everyone else to play because I've seen that too. Yeah. Now, somebody mentioned here that um, there's probably a lot of these that are burner accounts where people will uh, wait for the Steam sale, buy Counter-Strike or whatever, uh, use a new account for it, figure out what cheats are going to get them banned, which cheats aren't, and then go there. So... um, Personally, it seems like an awful lot of work. It, it really does. And personally, I don't care. I mean, I guess it's good for, for Valve that they're trying to keep their, their games pure. But I don't see the big deal. Am I wrong, listeners? Tell yeah. me. Yeah, tell, let us know. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, Speaking of PC gaming, kind of, roundabout, in a weird way. Sausaging. Uh, the Oculus Rift may get an upgrade in terms of how it's made and how it's sold. Facebook it plans to unveil a $200 or less version. 
and it should be a standalone, so it will work without being tethered to either phone or PC. And just a heads up, this website that we link that we link to has an autoplay video, so yeah, you can just be prepared to shut that crap down right when it starts. I'm really not sure how this will work. Um, it's going to have to beam the images from a computer, so your computer's still going to need to be powerful enough to do it, right? I would think so, because, I mean, they're saying it's going to be 200 bucks. It's obvious. Can you have a computer that can do that built into the headset for 200 bucks? I don't see that. I don't see that either. That's that's quite the low price point. That is. I mean, what's it running off? A couple, couple Raspberry Pi 3s or something? I mean, I just, I don't see that happening. Especially if it's going to be realistic and... Especially if right now, because Schmitty has one of these, and I asked him if I should bother picking one up, and he said, honestly, no, there's not enough for it right now. There's no reason to have it yet. Um, and that means something to me, you know? When someone who has it says it's not worth it, that means something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I played with Samsung's uh, version. I don't even remember what it's called. Uh, but it's like, really? What is What's the point in spending the money? Because there's just not the content for it yet. There's not the need. Right. And right. maybe with the lower price point, which I think is essential, and I've said that before, you've got to have a lower price point if you want mass adoption. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't have content, you're just selling expensive hardware, and there's no point in it. And so you're going to have the early adopters and the people with lots of disposable income who buy it in hopes that it develops into something when, in all actuality, it may never. Well, it won't be me. I'll let someone else try that out. Yep, I agree. I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Well, we've got a blast from the past here. Um, turns out that super-secret government court... Um, that has a gag order on certain tech companies is flexing it a bit and they don't like it and they are fighting it or doing the best they can. Anyway, what is it that they want to talk to us about? We don't know. That's kind of the issue with a gag order. Yeah, but it's interesting because you've got companies like Facebook, Microsoft, and Twitter who are all, I mean, they want to let their, their users know if the government is requesting information on them and when the government goes in and says you've got a gag order on about half of their cases with no time limit on that gag order, people are basically having their digital lives gone through without their knowledge and they don't have the opportunity to defend themselves or to, get any sort of public scrutiny or anything going on. Right. And and what's funny is the fact that I swear we've seen another headline almost word for word like this from what, a year ago, two years ago, maybe a year ago and two years ago. Probably. I swear it was word for word like this. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. The government is overstepping its bounds way too much with things like this. I mean, if you're going to have a gag order, fine. Put a time limit on it. 
you can't talk about it for six until six months after. I mean, we gotta, you gotta just do it. You gotta just do it. And Agreed. I, I'm glad to see that Facebook is going against this. Twitter is going against this. Microsoft has obviously gone against it. But the fact that you have these big tech companies that are having to straight up fight the government so that they can tell their customers and their users, you are being investigated, um, heads up. I mean, I can maybe understand why the government wouldn't want that, but they need to provide good reason. And it, do, it doesn't even have to be that blatant. If you go to LinkedIn, if you have a LinkedIn profile, you can see that, oh, 13 different agencies or third parties or employers have looked at your account in the last week. Yeah. And that's it. That's all it really says. I mean, but even something just like that, something that says, oh, by the way, a the four third parties have looked at your information in the last month. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that right there does a lot. That's, I, I don't know. I think the government's way, way out of line here. But if you've listened to this show with any regularity over the last six years, you know that that's something that I say a lot because yeah, you know exactly do. where he stands on it. There is no, there's <laughs> yeah, there's no, um, I mean, I'm not anti-government, but I'm definitely not pro-government. Right. Government has its place and that place is far, far away from me. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, while we're talking tech companies, let's talk about Apple here. Uh, did you see this, that they're giving away a free pair of Beats headphones for any student who buys a Mac or an iPad Pro? I did see this. It seems like such a cheap gimmick. It does. I It, it seems very gimmicky to me, but it, it it raises some red flags for me as well. Well, so they took over Beats after HP offloaded it. No, they and, they bought Beats from Dr. Dre. I don't think HP was ever involved, were they? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. Re- okay, I don't remember it, that. But yeah, they paid a crap ton of money for it. It just seems like I have a I have an idea. Why not give students something that students actually need, like I have free software or free service, um, free cloud storage, anything else, anything. But how many students are going to be more inclined to buy an iMac Pro if they can get a free pair of Beats headphones or cloud storage? I'm I'm sure you're right. I am 100% sure you are right, which makes me a little bit ill. <laughs> what What is the state of our country? This is the state of our country. They're bribing students to buy. No, no, no. Look, look, look. I got the $5,000 iMac, but I was able to get a sweet deal on it because I got it through my college bookstore. So it was only $4,500. And I got the $60 pair of headphones free. Yeah, but you still paid $4,500 for it. Yeah, go buy a Dell, dude, and buy the $300 Beats and you're still coming out ahead. It does seem very gimmicky to me, but the, this raises red flags. Does this is this an indicator that Apple is not selling units like they used to? I would imagine so. I would imagine they're actually offloading old stock this way. 
Because if they were trying to do something, sorry, innovative, if they were trying to do something actually useful or something that seemed a little bit more high-end, they'd be giving away Apple AirPods. Oh, definitely. That you right know, there or, is a good motivator. Or, or, or it's not out yet, but the, uh, the Siri speaker, the Apple speaker. The Apple Pod, or I forget what its name is. It was from a couple weeks ago. The HomePod, yeah. They'd be giving those to students. But really, what student has a home? Well, I mean, one of those little (laughs) things is probably even better for a dorm than it is for an actual home. Oh, yeah. One of them can act as a wireless speaker for an entire dorm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I see this as a red flag in that they're not selling the... The headphones like they used to, and they're not selling the computers like they used to. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to combine the two as an incentive and get those sales numbers back up. That's that's how I read this, and that's the first thing that I read into this. So Agreed. maybe I'm wrong, and, and if I'm wrong, you know, I, I'll admit it, but... I it, don't think you are. I think it, they're just trying to unload a warehouse. Yeah, it, it raises a lot of red flags for me that they're just not selling stuff like they either anticipated or or like they used to. Right. So, um. Oh, we we've got a data breach as well. I know. On. I saw this one and I thought, ha 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 ha. Oh, Zoner. And then I realized, no, wait, Zoner's on T-Mobile. I'm on T-Mobile now. I was with Verizon. And I guess this only impacted um, people over the last six months that have called into Verizon customer service. But, um, yeah, apparently uh, Verizon had some some data on an Amazon Web Service server, actually. And somebody had configured it so that it was downloadable by the public. They, yeah, that's not a good way to have your your internal data. Yeah, that's that's really not. And so, um, the exposed data included sensitive information of millions of customers. Uh, I've seen anywhere between six and fourteen million customers. I'm inclined to believe the larger. I would imagine. Well. Uh, I would imagine it as well. And the really scary thing about this is it's not just personal information, but if they get information about your SIM card or your phone, then that means people can track you with it. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, right now, it looks like they just got names, phone numbers, and account pins. Uh, but that's still enough for anyone to access your account. Uh, right. I mean, that right there, that's two-factor authentication right there. That's your, your name and phone number and your PIN. If they Maybe could, now is a good time to change some things. Yeah, so it might be a good idea. I don't even know how you would change your Verizon PIN, though, without having to call customer service. Right. Um, but maybe, maybe that's what you have to do. So if you have uh, contacted... Verizon in the past six months for customer service of anything. Um, yeah, good luck with that. You might be getting a notification that you're entitled to a year of free credit monitoring. Which we always know works. Yes, yes. Yeah, I got... My wife actually got a notice about something with uh, something on her account. And 
it was the one that the government's paying for from the the government HR hack. And right, right. I remember that. It turns out that there was somebody actually did do something using her her credentials. They oh, they were doing a background check on her for her job. She's a nurse. And it came back that she was uh, under investigation or something for child abuse. And she works with children, and so that was a problem. And I asked her, I said, whose whose kids are you abusing? And they ran it again, and they found out somebody was using her information. But, yeah, it, um... It, it happens, and we have the credit monitoring, and it did nothing to stop it. And, in fact, we only found out about it way after the fact. So, take that for what it's worth, but it's not worth much. Um, There's this... Colin put this note in here about Microsoft Office 365... Or, Microsoft 365 bundling Office and Windows together for business. I am so freaking excited for this. So what's the deal with this? I haven't had a chance to look into it. Okay, so right now, uh, Microsoft's bread and butter has been Office 365. It's been their yeah. cloud services. They've, yeah. just, they've taken over the entire market. It's where, I want to say, like 80% of their income quarter after quarter comes from is their cloud services. Well, their cloud services have all been things like um, Azure for... Um, uh, cloud computing, Office 365, so, you know, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Visio, if you get that package, Exchange Online, so you have your built-in uh, web system. You can do Azure Active Directory, where it actually ties into your on-site Active Directory. Needless to say, it's a lot of technical stuff. It's really cool. There's a reason why they make hand over foot uh, on it. And it only costs, I think the package I have costs me $12 per user per month. That's not bad. Not bad, especially when you consider that that basically means that it's always up to date. We don't have to cover any kind of uh, redundancy in hardware or software. We don't have to hire anyone to maintain it. It's all done for us. It's really, really slick. But Microsoft still has an old holdover that's a real pain in the butt for an IT person like me. And that is the Microsoft Windows Audit. When they task someone to contact you, because they don't do it themselves, to see, okay, uh, so Zoner, how many computers do you have in this company? Oh, well, I have 30. Great, great. Um, and how many of them are running Windows? Oh, they're all on Windows 10. Okay, sweet, very good. Um, and can you prove you bought it? Bought and you have Windows to be, 10? Bought Windows 10. And you have to be able to prove... You bought Windows 10 because they all have Windows 10 or something that upgraded to Windows 10 and when its upgrade date was. And you better make sure that it doesn't have like the pro version of Windows 10 on a machine that was sold with the home version. It's a mess. It can be a real, real pain. On top of that, when you're trying to upgrade the entire infrastructure and get them all to the newest operating system, it is a real, real horrible pain. Uh, and I say this because I've gone through it multiple times. Now, is this something that you see eventually making its way into the consumer market? 
Um, maybe. I don't know if it would get as good a as a reception on this because so many people just leave their computers with what they got when they bought it. But uh, going back to what this is, it's a slightly more expensive subscription. I think it's $20 per user per month, but it doesn't just include Office. It also includes a Windows activation. Yeah. So you can actually have whichever version of Windows you need on that machine. So when they come back to you and say... Great, prove to us you bought it. You can say, I don't need to. Here's all my subscriptions for Office. Yeah, exactly. And when there's a new version that comes out, you get that one too. Which is nice. I, I, I will say, though, I really like how they upgraded everybody to Windows 10 for free this time around. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. That, that just makes good sense to me. I had to work some real creative magic to get everyone in my company up to 10 so I didn't have to pay any license upgrades. Yeah, I had to I had to do some funky wizardry as well, so Oh, I've got a device here just going absolutely nuts. It's like sending me all sorts of notifications and I thought that my sound was off. <laughs> so I just have ding, 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 ding. I don't know what's going on. It's possessed. I can hear it going off in the background. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I have no clue what's going on or why it is. It could be worse. It could be the red alert we used to get. Oh, man. I miss that. Yeah. That, that always let me know when it was, what, like 1050? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's we see got, here. We've got I a think, couple more, right? Yeah, I think we're just down to our Amazon headlines now. Um, so I thought this was really interesting. We're all familiar with the geek squad. Um, whether we've used them or not, you know, doesn't matter, but most people know about Best Buy's geek squad. You know, they're the underqualified by far. Um, I want to use the word computer technician, but that's not really accurate. But that seems like we're giving them too much credit. It, it really does. It really does. These are the underqualified um, guys who best buy hires who think they know a whole lot about computers. And to be fair, some of them probably do. Uh, but if they know a whole lot, why are they making 12 bucks an hour working at Best Buy? Um and they go out and they do installs and repair for Amazon or for Best Buy. Well, over the last few months, it looks like Amazon has been hiring an army of in-house gadget people to offer free Alexa consultations as well as product installations for a fee inside of customers' homes. So it looks like Amazon is rolling out with their own version of the Geek Squad. Um, I'm interested to see how this works. Most people who rely on the Geek Squad are people who lack the ability or energy or simply drive to send something back in or schedule someone to come out from Amazon. Going to the Geek Squad, I think personally, shows the bare minimum level of effort, either in troubleshooting your computer or setting something up. Yes. And, you know, I can understand why in certain cases that would be the case uh, with, you know, older people who are afraid that they'll break their computer. Listen, if it's not working, it's already broken. You're not going to 
break it worse. Mm-hmm. Re- rebooting it's not going to break it worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think it's interesting that it looks like Amazon is setting the grounds uh, for the smart home revolution here. Well, uh, definitely. I mean, that's what they were trying to do with all their stuff. Yeah. I mean, you look at what they're doing with the Alexa and we'll talk more about that in a minute, but you look at the Alexa and how it's evolved over the last year or so. You look at the internet of things. I mean, I'm here on a podcast I've been doing for six years, six years ago, the internet of things was just a pipe dream. And now I'm asking people that only okay, Schmitty had. Yes. And now I'm asking our listeners, which sprinkler controller should I get? Because there's so many to choose from. I want to know which one is best. Right. And, and so I think Amazon is smart getting in on this because how many people are going to want to set up a smart home, but don't know where to start? Uh, you know, what do I need to do? I mean, we've had discussions like this with Schmitty, you and I. And we talk about it amongst ourselves. What do I need to get? Oh, well, you know, let's go with the Phillips instead of the Wink. Let's do this instead of this. Um, I, I can see Amazon really taking advantage of this by having, A, people that can can be called with these types of questions. And B... If they don't know how to set it up once they get these questions answered, oh, let us send you, let us send out a team and we can, we can talk with you and get it all taken care of for you. Right. That's just brilliant. That's just brilliant. So, um, now I mentioned the Amazon Alexa. It looks like Amazon is coming out with a new version of the Echo. And I wondered this uh, on Prime Day earlier this week. Because they had the pri- or the the Echo down like 50% off at one point during the day. I noticed that. It seemed insanely low. And my first thought was, they're coming out with a new one. Well, now there's rumors that they're coming out with a new one. And it's going to be premium. Uh, they say it's going to have better speakers. Probably a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. Uh, they're, they're trying to bring it up uh, to compete with the... Apple's HomePod and with the Google Home. I I think that's what they're trying to do. And that would make sense and it wouldn't be too hard for them. Personally, I think they have the better hardware compared to the Apple HomePod, but the HomePod's always going to look nicer unless Amazon can beat them on that front. True. True. Exactly. And I think, you know, a, a good advantage that Amazon will have over Apple is the price point. I don't see Apple charging anywhere near what Apple is charging. I mean, the HomePod is 350 bucks, but the Google home is 130 right now. You can pick up the echo for 180 and you can get an Amazon dot for 50 bucks. And so, I mean, I can see them sticking right around in the, the 180 price range, maybe going up to 200. Well, it is saying a premium version. So yes, I, I wouldn't expect them to keep it the same as the previous generations and still attack on the premium name. True. I, I don't think though that they are gonna that they're gonna be able to jack the price up very high because it'll be just... wrapped in authentic baby seal. Oh, that would be nice. Take it to the club. Right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go clubbing with it. Go clubbing with your baby seal echo. 
Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting to see. I and mean, of course, this is all just rumored at this point. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. And maybe, I mean, generally stuff like this is pretty reliable when it comes from sites like TechCrunch. Right. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. Into our favorites this week. Um, so last week on a lot of different late night shows and on last week, this tonight with John Oliver, they all kind of coincidentally brought up the same news story. And that's that the wax museum, the hall of presidents and first ladies, it turns out, uh, down in Gettysburg was not going to be able to maintain operations anymore. And so they were shutting down and auctioning off wax statues of the different presidents. So everyone made it a big joke and went and bought a president, except for John Oliver, who bought five. And last week used the one of Warren G. Harding to make a life biopic uh, starring Anna Kendrick, getting it on with the mannequin, um, which is still in my mind's eye right now. Uh, it's It's quite good, actually. But that's not my favorite. My favorite is, this week, um, John Oliver was on the Stephen Colbert show. Uh, Stephen Colbert got Zachary Taylor. And they end up breaking out their two um, presidents for an insult fight between the two of them. And it's awesome. You should check it out, definitely. I'm going to have to do that. I had no idea. I, I would have liked to have bought Ronald Reagan or... I don't know, George Washington or something. Cause that was Theodore just... Roosevelt, but I'd imagine he would have been one of the, one of the more expensive ones. Probably I get a Lincoln. A Lincoln would be cool, especially coming from Gettysburg. That would be sweet. I wonder how much those ran for a few thousand dollars yeah, at least. They, they couldn't have been cheap. So, uh, well, if you've been paying to the, uh, paying attention to the internet the last few days, you know that D 23 is happening right now. That's, Disney's big conference that they do every year where they unveil all sorts of awesomeness. Well, one of the things that they unveiled was a behind the scenes uh, video of Star Wars Episode 8. And so that is my favorite this week because Star Wars Episode 8. That's really the only right? explanation you need at this point. Why do you so love it so much? Star Wars Episode 8. Right. Done. I mean, that's it. So go watch it. It's it's pretty cool. Now, I'm actually the one who showed this to you, and I can tell you why I loved it. Okay. Because Carrie Fisher's in the end of it. She is. She is it, in the end and, of it. And I got a little misty A little misty-eyed. You know, and they came out with the character posters uh, earlier today as well for Episode Eight, And I saw the Carrie Fisher one, the Princess Leia. And my heart gets a little bit, a little bit soft there, because... I mean, she is. She, she is was our princess. Miss. She was our princess. She is our Disney princess. And I saw also Mark Hamill uh, was inducted. He is now considered a Disney legend, which wow. is pretty awesome. So yeah, there's that. But yeah, that is my favorite, and that is our show. Excellent. Hey, um, again, head over to podcastawards.com. Nominate us. We would greatly appreciate it. Nominations are open till the end of the month. 
um, after which time it goes forward to uh, voting by a panel of judges. So we don't have to have anything to do with that. Let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on the Tumblers, on Facebook, on... uh, Is there anything else that we have sold ourselves out for? I don't know, but yeah, we are on Tumblr now. So you didn't didn't mishear that. Colin set us up on Tumblr. If you're on Tumblr, go for it. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.